1: In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on On the the air air on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Uh, I know I've been like kind of downplaying this Alex Murdoch trial, um, and now that he's guilty and uh, he's going to jail... Now that the trial is over, I am totally, completely uh obsessed with the whole thing. Uh I don't know what the hell happened. I thought I would look at the Netflix show, and man, what a weird family. What a weird case. This is psychedelic. This is crazy. And I got to tell you, it's kind of fun. It's fun to obsess about. It's fun to talk to people about it. I am, uh, I'm hooked. I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. I was complaining. This is so silly. This is so irrelevant. These people, even last, as recently as last night, I was like, uh, on my show, like, you know, OJ Simpson, I could see Alex Murdoch. I have no interest. Now I have an interest. That Netflix, they will get you interested. Oh, gosh. In the most obscure things. And this is, uh, well, it's a big deal. All right. So he's guilty and he's going to jail. And the, even this morning, he was saying, I didn't do it, and he was able to stand up and address the court. He said he didn't do it, and I could never hurt Pawpaw, Maggie, although he's got this weird tendency of saying no but nodding his head yes. I saw it a couple of times during the trial. I saw it it this morning, and um, uh, did he do it? I don't know. I did hear the videotape for the first time. I know this evidence was introduced. Forgive me for being late to the party on this one, but – I guess there was a TikTok video that showed him at the kennel just a few minutes before they were shot at the kennel. And like this is evidence, they say, that places him at the kennel. And he had to admit that he was at the kennel. Uh, but what are they talking about in the background? This is like two minutes before he allegedly kills them, or I guess now we can say he kills them. You know what he's saying? Come here, Bubba. Come here, you little dog. Give me that chicken. I mean, they're just having a playful time. It's just, uh, well, it's just like he said during the trial, just talking about chickens and uh, and dogs and cooters and all that stuff. Cut 20, please. Cut 20. Hey, Twitter world. All right. Never mind, guys. No, 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 no. no So do me a favor. I, uh, I He did say just a few minutes ago that he didn't do it, right? That he didn't do it in court. All right. So let's go back to the chicken thing for a second, okay? Cut 20, please. Cut 20.
3: And that chicken wasn't dead, Um, but a lot of times they would be stunned and they would be just real lethargic. So you had to take the chicken and you had to put it up somewhere where, you know, the chicken could be by itself for a minute and, and it would eventually, usually, you know, come back to normal and go on about its... You know,
2: whatever a chicken does, whatever a chicken does, it do whatever a chicken does. All right. All right. Uh, let's see here. After the mur- after the verdict, the uh, the district attorney said uh, he was lying the whole time. Cut eight. Cut eight.
4: Tears and stuff weren't going to help him. All, right. All of that. And, and as I watched during trial, I thought it was fake. I didn't believe it. I wasn't buying it. The charisma that he, he had, that he used to take advantage of people for all this time and steal from clients, is what he was trying to use on the jury. And I'm and I'm glad that they didn't buy it. Um, innocent people would have no reason to lie about being with his family minutes before
5: the, his death. And the jury saw through that.
2: All right. Hey, what does O.J. Simpson make of all this? O.J. Simpson, noted murderer, uh, he actually put out a TikTok video. He uh, he made a statement about this because, well, as he admits, he's kind of an expert. Wait, cut 22, please. Cut 22.
5: Hey, Twitter world, is me, yours truly. Well, a whole lot of people are asking me what I think about this uh, Alex Murdoch trial. I don't know why they think I'm an expert on it, but.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's pretty dark humor, right? MoJ, MoJ, remember OJ. I mean, I understood the obsession with O.J. Simpson and Nicole Brown Simpson. O.J. Simpson was household name famous like 20 years before he did that. 20 years earlier, he was running around in Hertz commercials. Remember, cut 21, please. Cut 21.
1: How many times have you wanted to pack it all in and take off? Well, with Hertz economy fares, the time to go is now. Our subcompacts are only 14 The most likable day, guy in the world. Just $98 a week, all with free mileage.
2: It was very hard to imagine that guy killing anybody uh, until we heard the evidence, okay? Uh, This guy, I got to say, it's a little bit easier to uh, envision him killing somebody. You know what I mean? Cut 20 again. You you see the difference?
3: And that chicken wasn't dead. Um, But a lot of times they would be stunned and they would be just real lethargic. So you had to take the chicken and you had to put it up somewhere where... You know, the chicken could be by itself for a minute and and, and it would eventually usually
2: <laughs> yeah. you
3: know, come back to normal and going about its you know, whatever a chicken does.
2: Yeah, whatever a murderer says. This guy it's a, I don't know. I I there's the only thing about this, they did not find the guns. Isn't that weird? Double homicide. They can't find the guns. And it was two different guns, one gun to you shoot the guy named Paul, Paul Paul was his nickname, and one gun to shoot the wife. How about that? So where did the guns go? How do you get rid of the guns? They always find the gun. They always find the gun. Uh, you got the audio. Which audio is this? Is this from yesterday or today? This morning. All right, here he is in court saying he didn't do it, but this is after he gets sentenced to life in jail twice. Go ahead.
3: i tell you again, I respect this court. But I'm innocent. I would never, under any circumstances, hurt my wife, Maggie, and I would never, under any circumstances, hurt my son, Pawpaw.
2: Uh, Thing is, at the end there, he's nodding his head yes. He's saying something negative. I wouldn't do that. I'm, I didn't do that but he's nodding his head. Yes. He's it's, he did it a couple of times during the trial. That's what they'll, if you look it up on, on Google, you can YouTube it. There are a million videos saying that's a classic tell when someone's lying, they say no, but they nod their head. Yes. Or they say yes. And they nod their head. No, they're, 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 they're saying the opposite of the truth and their body is telling you what the truth is. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Um, so, We'll have a long time to think about it. He'll have a long time to think this over. He's going to jail, not coming back. Hey, did you see my show last night? I had Rebecca Kiesling on. Rebecca Kiesling, earlier this week, went to Congress, the House Homeland Security Committee, I think, to talk about border security because she lost two sons to fentanyl poisoning back in July of 20, her 18-year-old son and her 20-year-old son. Kyler and Connor, I think their names were. Uh, they died, and someone's got to fix this border situation, right? Uh, here she is, very very emotional, and she's just asking the government to do more. Who could argue with that, right? Cut 14, please.
0: I, I lost my two sons. Um, Caleb was age 20, and Kyler was age 18 on July 29th of 2020. It's unbelievable. You would think that one death from fentanyl coming across our southern border would be enough to sound the alarm. A 100,000 die every year, and nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. And you talk about children being taken away from their parents. My children were taken away from me. This should not be politicized. It's not about race. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. You see, you talk about welcoming those crossing our border, seeking protection. You're welcoming drug dealers across our border. You're giving them protection. You're not protecting our children. This is a war. Act like it. Do something.
2: Who could argue with that? Democrats. Democrats. Even Joe Biden himself. Joe Biden himself, they had the staff. Look it up. Oh, hey, Joe, we had this very sympathetic witness. We have to find a way to undermine her, and they did. All right, so wait a second. Her children died, let's see, on July of 2020. That means that, oh, Joe's off the hook. He wasn't president that day. She was not talking about politics. She's just this shouldn't be politicized. She says there's a problem, and it's getting worse. This is bigger than politics, and she wants her government to do something. So Joe Biden, this is a real prince, huh? Where we got this Uh, cut 15, cut 15.
6: Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration.
2: (laughs) The interesting thing. What's interesting? What's funny about that? What's funny about that? So it's not your problem. You're just the president. You only get from July. What the hell? January 20th, 2021 to the day you have to resign or are forced out of office, which I think will be well before January 20th of 2025. Okay, that's it. that's it. That, that, that's all you care about with America. How about that? For a guy who's supposed to be Mr. Empathy, for a guy who's supposed to be, you know especially this woman lost two of her children, is Joe Biden, I keep I, you basically campaigned on being a funeral director, right? you knew what it's like to uh, to lose somebody and the media they ate that crap up that somehow you had a special uh connection with people suffering you don't one of the reasons is he thinks his suffering is more important and more significant than your suffering cut 17 please cut 17
0: President Biden taking on the role as consoler-in-chief tonight. President Joe Biden consoled the nation.
1: We're so grateful that President Biden came down to uh, act in his role as consoler-in-chief.
2: President Biden last night was being an empathizer-in-chief, a consoler-in-chief, and a commander-in-chief. It's a
0: striking how many moments already in his presidency um, President Biden has had to be so the consoler-in-chief-in-chief. Mm-hmm. And-
2: Uh, Consoler-in-Chief, wow, they all just repeat it. It's a talking point, and they say it and say it and say it and say it and say it. it. There's no evidence of that, by the way. No, none. No evidence of that. Actually, there's proof that he's not. And again, Exhibit A, uh, and this is a seismic moment. This is, everyone should and I think will remember this. The headlines will fade, but this moment is not going away.
3: Well,
6: the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took, came during the last administration.
2: <laughs> he's laughing. The people in the audience are shocked. You can't say that. And he got a chuckle out of it. Um, he has big problems, really big problems. I, Another moment where he is not a consoler-in-chief, he's a scammer-in-chief. He's out-for-himself-chief. He's the selfish one-in-chief was at the funeral for those 13 Marines and soldiers, sailor killed in Afghanistan, the solemn ceremony at Dover Air Force Base, the plane lands and the coffins come out. And I have a picture of it, I have video of it, of Joe Biden checking his watch in the middle of the service. Checks his watch. I mean, I can understand somebody, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, potentially, glancing at your watch, but the way he did it, oh, boy. On the sly, you're supposed to be the Consoler-in-Chief? You're supposed to be Mr. Empathy? I last night had the mother of Kareem Nakui, the Marine who was killed, one of the Marines who was killed. She's got his number. She talked to Joe shortly after he checked his watch as her son's coffin was coming off the plane after he was killed in Afghanistan because of Joe Biden's botched catastrophic withdrawal cut 18 please
0: i was speaking to him and then about how i was never going to get to hug my son again or hear his laugh and he went on to start telling me about his child that he had lost his son that he had lost and um i let him know that this wasn't about him um this was about my son and then he said something along the line up i just wanted to let you know i know how you feel and I told me you don't know how I feel, so don't tell me you know how I feel. And the reason I had said that wasn't trying to say, oh, you didn't feel anything when your child died. Oh. I was trying, to, when I said, you don't know how I feel, it's, I had a lot of rage and it was toward him because I feel like he is responsible for why my son is dead.
2: And all he wanted to do was talk about Bo Biden and his own loss. That's the thing. He's got it cornered. He's got, he's got you cornered on grief. He's not a leader. He'll never recover from that. Never. It may look like it, but he's going down. He's going down. You can count on it. This, this will not stand. This injustice will not stand. This, this disgrace will not stand. Joe's days are numbered. I don't know if he's going to have to resign. I don't know if he'll be impeached. I don't know if he's going to get too sick to do the job. Um, but he will not be president for much longer. Uh, something's going to happen legally, constitutionally, and he will be removed. And uh, I know Kamala's waiting in the wings or whatever, and she's we'll, we'll, we'll address that when it happens. I'll be right back.
1: Uh. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Eric Adams, once again, ego-obsessed, narcissist. Yes, God is in control of everything, but not the way you think, Eric. Uh, you heard this uh, thing about, uh, well, go ahead. Cut 11, please. Cut 11.
5: I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me.
2: Oh, wow. Powerful, right? What a man of faith. Um, I got to tell you, it's, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. Um Eric can't handle this kind of power. He can't handle this kind of status. He can't handle this kind of attention. He is not uh, ready. He's not able. Did God let this happen? Yes. However, however, God works in mysterious ways, right? Maybe, Eric, he let somebody as bad as you become mayor, so I would be inspired to reveal you, expose you, and run against you and defeat you. And bring on a glorious era for New York. That could be God's intention as well. I don't know. I don't know. I do know he works in mysterious ways. I do know for you to stand there and talk about yourself yet again. You know, it's all about his swagger. It's all about, oh, I, this is the way I flow, man. I do the boogaloo. Remember all that stuff? Eric is having a great time. His city is dying. Hey, did God see something in Lori Lightfoot? Hmm? Uh, does God not see something in Lori Lightfoot anymore? Because she was just defeated, which I anticipate is Eric's future. Yes, nothing happens without God's permit, but he, oh boy, and there's free will, and there's all kinds of things. And, you know, we can read that Bible and and, and pray and, and obey the, uh, the, the the ordinances and the commandments, and uh, and I think we'll be fine. But it's a complicated world and he's got it all in his hands. And I don't know. Um, I don't know what is Eric Christian, by the way. I mean, he went to that ceremony. I couldn't quite figure out what was going on and what that garb means, but hey, whatever he is is, is fine. But, um, I don't know. I found that very, uh, I don't know. I, I just God, I don't know. Does, does it rub you the wrong way at all? Sandra, how are you? Hello? What happened? What happened? All right. Is Andrew there? All right. What about? Oh, we hung up on everybody because the, okay, here's the deal. I'm sorry. We have a new phone number, okay? It's 833 969 4447. Ready? 833 969 4447. I was supposed to put that out at the top of the show because the other phone line, you heard it was so crackly and they couldn't figure it out. Hey, thanks a lot, Verizon. Uh, Don't make me go back to ATT. You know how we feel about them after what they did to Newsmax.
1: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast
2: Network. All right. So uh, the new number is 833 969 4447. uh, Because of the issues we've been having with Verizon, thanks a lot. Uh, what else is, oh, Mike Pence and who's this guy? Glenn Youngkin. Get over yourself, Glenn Youngkin. Mike Pence, you have no chance whatsoever. Mike Pence, it's a joke. Mike Pence, give it up. Uh, Mike Pence, you were not loyal to Trump. Uh, that's it. We don't have any use for you whatsoever. You're also just way too wooden. You're a fake news guy. You're a swamp guy. You're a career politician. And quite frankly, the holy roller stuff, I think you use it for politics. I actually, I really, Yeah, that's my sense. That is my sense. But, you know, I don't know what's going on inside your soul. I just know this. You're a crummy, uh, you're a crummy career politician and, uh, not my cup of tea. Glenn Youngkin, these guys are speaking at CPAC. They want to speak at CPAC? Is it where they're going to have a competing event because they know Trump is going to dominate CPAC? Glenn Youngkin has been governor of Virginia. I've been long, I've been governor of Virginia for longer than that guy. When did he become the governor of Virginia? January of last year, and he's going to just tell us, he's going to tell us what a great job he did in Virginia, and we're supposed to believe him? That's the thing. These guys don't understand. Trump did not have to convince us. We knew. We had been witnessing it. We've seen the buildings. We've seen the golf courses. We saw the TV show. We read his books. We knew. And then he could take us from there. He already had the credibility with the people, not the fake news, but the people. Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Youngkin's going to tell me what a kick-ass governor he is. Glenn Youngkin. Actually, he can't tell us what a kick-ass CEO he was of Carlisle because nobody knows what Carlisle does. As soon as they find out what Carlisle does, they're not going to like it. All that private equity, venture capital, all that stuff where these guys have figured out ways to get money based on other people's labor. It's not, it's not going to work out well for Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia. You know, those guys can only be governor once. They can only be governor for one four year term. And then it's, it's term limited. One term. Isn't that interesting? All right. Uh, let's try out the new phone line, see if it works yet. We have Dan on the line from, uh, Montauk. Go ahead. Greg, another crazy governor,
3: Kathy Hochul right here in New York. A lot of people don't All right, know stop. when stop.
2: Lost... Jeez, D- D- uh, the damn... <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. It's not your fault. What is up with Verizon? What year is it? What the hell year? It's a landline for crying out loud. Put Dan back on for a second, the guy from Montauk. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, just another do me crazy favor. Governor. Dan, do me a favor. Just be quiet for a second. I want to listen to this. You're. Can you hear this? What is and it? I can't hear it. What is it? 19, you sound great to me. Is it 1946? Yeah, is I'm this right. a coast to coast call or a transatlantic, person to person? This is Verizon. This is the year 2023.
6: And staticky calls.
2: Uh, yeah, Dan. All right. So, uh, well, do me a favor. Call back on the other number. Uh, I think it's an AT&T number 833 969 4447. Don't have me say nice things about AT and T because AT and T is on my list as well because of the Direct TV thing. And actually, it's not AT and T. I guess it's just another number. You, we got one number from Verizon that works. Dan, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to hand, hang up. I can't stand the static. Uh, let's see if it's gone for good. Um, 두, 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 Andrew, hello. Andrew, no. <laughs> now they don't work at hey all. Greg, it's an... Oh, there Greg, you Greg, are. Greg Hi, yeah, uh,
7: yeah. Okay. Hey. Hey, Mrs. Manicotti, this is a house phone. You can't get Jersey on it. <laughs> Remember that? That's a tough one. See if you could. Yeah, I know.
2: That That's when he was the janitor, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, I know.
7: And have uh, yeah, uh, the phone. What's up with AT and T? The phone is from back then. But I just want to say your show was excellent as always, and you brought out good points that Biden is the opposite of empathetic. He actually two things that he you said that his son. Bo didn't die in combat he died years later of cancer but Biden twisted to make him more sadder more empathetic that he died as a, a combat
2: veteran you're talking about also, my T- you're talking about my TV show and yes here he is talking about uh, talking about that lying to the people just to score political points Bo Biden is a good guy was a good guy don't drag him into your deceitfulness you know he served in Iraq in 2006 he dies in 2015. Don't try to say it's something that it's not. He died in Maryland. He died in Maryland. Remember that when Joe goes around saying this, cut 19.
5: Think of Iraq because that's where my son died. I say this as a father of a man who won the Broad Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq.
6: My son who spent a year in Iraq and died was a patriot.
2: How about that? He's not telling the truth, Andrew, and he's doing it to make a a sad story even sadder. Is that a word, sadder, more sad? Anyway, Andrew, yeah, I don't like him when he does that. have you been?
7: Good, and also you're one of the few that brought out he would also lie about his first wife being killed by a drunk driver, and the driver actually had to sue him to stop him from making that false claim because the driver that hit the wife was not drunk.
2: I know he would say things like uh, he 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 was had a liquid lunch and bad mouth the driver because it sounded, you know, more pathetic. It would elicit more sympathy. He's a bad, 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 bad guy. He really is thoroughly corrupt, incompetent, chronic liar, uh, and now completely and totally insensitive, nasty, nasty man. If you don't believe me again, that woman loses two children. Here's Joe, the Consoler-in-Chief, the Empathizer-in-Chief. Cut 15, please. Cut 15.
6: Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. The deflection of a career politician, the, the weirdness of a career politician. You've got to become a very weird person if you do that full-time for 50 years, right? Because what do you really have to offer anybody? What do you have to offer anybody when you're a senator? I'll write that letter. I will definitely write that letter. If you vote for me, vote for me. Give me money. I just, that's just a weird thing. You notice and that's why their teeth always look so weird. They got the weirdest teeth. Because they got a smile when they say that stuff. And their teeth, and Joe has fake teeth or caps or something. Just awful, awful. Hey, is uh, is there somebody on line one? Is there somebody online? One is that a is that a thing? I got a blinking at me. All right, never mind. I'll go to my favorite, my second, my other favorite, Sandra. Hi, Sandra.
0: Hello. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. Hello. Good afternoon. Do you hear me? Yeah. Oh, I wanted to say good afternoon, Maya Kelly. How does that sound? It sounds great to me.
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's probably not going to happen though. I got to tell you. You know why? I'm worried about Why? the of uh, the mail-in voting. The mail-in voting, they'll always have the uh, AFL-CIO. They'll always have some union with more ballots ready to go. They'll always there'll always be more ballots on the Democrat Greg. side. What?
0: Great. What? God works in the God works in mysterious ways. So don't worry about that part first. Maybe once a mayor. you you never know. Well, wait a second, maybe God has
2: already chosen. I mean, according to Eric Adams, God has already chosen. Cut 11, please. Cut 11. No,
5: no. I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. You see,
2: it's great to talk about your faith. It's great to talk about God. It's great to talk about Jesus. It's great to talk about, but the way he does it, the boastfulness... No humility, the boastfulness of it, and oh by the way, it's it's self-serving. He's always self-serving, you know. Whether it's the boogaloo, whether it's the salsa, whether it's an I'm an all-round great guy. Whether it's I wore a bulletproof vest for this city, all that stuff, all that stuff. It's all me, me, me. You know, it's funny. It's really funny, actually. They say that about Trump. You know, oh he was so narcissistic. Oh he was he would attack people. No, he never, ever, ever, ever attacked anyone, like Miss Kiesling. What about the Gold Star families? He did not. He did not. One of the biggest fake lie, fake news lie legends in history. He said one thing. Why didn't she get to say anything? And she was just standing there. They don't know me. They don't know me. The cons, remember that? It was a con job. The whole thing was a con. I'm sorry, Sandra. What else?
0: Well, I wanted to say you had a great show last night, having Rebecca Kaisley as you guest and Ali London, who I'd like to get the name of his book. I missed that part. I loved your dialogue with them; it was so great. And then I wanted to say about the judge, he was outstanding. He was poised. He was dignified. What he judge? A lot of thought into what he. Oh, Judge Clifton Newman. Did you know? Did you know that what? he just who, wrote who, his who, son who, as...
2: who are you talking to? Who's that? Okay.
0: Okay, the judge who did the closing on the Murdoch trial. Oh, the judge. Clip yeah, you, Newman, All right. Yeah. He,
2: what? What was so good about him?
0: You, oh, I thought. I thought the way he uh, presented his closing argument was
6: beautiful, yeah uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know. I was. Uh, I feel like he was tilting. Uh, I don't know if he was so neutral in this one. Actually, I think I have the judge from this morning. We have it. You say his name is Newman? I just knew he was the. He was. Uh, Clip, Clifton Newman. All right. Here he This is what he sounds like. Let's see if he's uh, what all what Sandra says. Go ahead.
5: Well, it, and it might not have been you. It, it might have been. Uh, the monster you become when you uh, take 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 opioid pills, maybe you become another person. Um, I, I've seen that before. Person standing before me was not the person who committed the crime, though it's the same individual. Um, We'll leave that at that.
2: Okay, Uh, you know what he reminds me of? He sounds. This is what he sounds just like this congressman, this old former late congressman John Conyers from Michigan. It's almost spooky. His voice is so much like anyway. um, I was in. I don't have anything else to say about the judge. Anything else, Sandra?
0: Well, did you know he just lost his son at 40 years old?
2: No, I didn't.
0: Yeah. He, so I'm sure that there was a lot of pain involved in this, because he also lost the son, even though he didn't make the verdict. But I'm just saying.
2: I don't know. The whole How thing did he die? Like, How did the son die? I don't
0: know. Well, they say, correct me if I'm wrong, it was cardiac arrest, a blood clot.
2: I don't know. I don't know. Oh, blood clot. We're seeing a lot of those lately. Oh, by the way, a lot of those. 40, I mean, no, seriously. I mean, I'm gee whiz. uh I I wonder. I wonder. All right, Sandra. Thank you very, very much. Hey, is the congressman standing by? All right, we got a VIP. I all morning long, seventy thousand emails flying all over the place. The VIP is coming. He's a great guy, um, a member of Congress from Pennsylvania, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to. Oh, are they are they still at lunch? Okay. I knew it wasn't going to be. Okay, that's fine. I'll uh, I'll be right back. Yes. Greg Kelly,
1: entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Hey, we're one of our uh, favorite members of Congress, Dan Muser, Republican of Pennsylvania. Uh, welcome back, uh, but he's a Long Island guy originally, right? Brooklyn and Long Island. How are you?
4: Hey, I'm doing great. Yep. Uh... Born in Queens, uh, dad was NYPD, so we have a lot in common there, and uh, grow up out in Babylon.
2: So you're a member of Congress, that's a two-year term. When do you start sweating re-election? I mean, I know we just had it. When do you, Are you always worried, or is it, I mean, not worried, but, you know, look, there's always somebody in the district who thinks they could be yeah. congressman.
4: Well, your, your first run, of course, is uh, met with a lot of uh, healthy paranoia, which is sometimes unhealthy. Lots of it. And if you don't have that going into your first campaign, you're probably going to lose because um, you're at it seven days a week and your mind's going 24 uh, 7. Second, you, uh, your first re election, you're always sweating because you got to get reelected and you can't take anything for chance. But uh, I will tell you, then there's, there's the um, influence of incumbency, you know, because you've been serving your constituency. And they know you, and you're getting some. If you're doing a good job, like we do in constituent services, and you're doing things that are favorable, so uh, frankly, it becomes very difficult. And that's why most most uh, members get reelected because once you're in there for a while, people are more familiar with you. Unless you're not doing a good job, you know, the average tenure of a member of Congress right now is less than eight years. It's like seven and a half years. So you know, people talk a lot about term limits and all. As do I. You know, it's in the Constitution that, that there's no term limits for members or senators. Uh, but let's face it, we changed it for the president uh, back in, what was it, 1950, uh, when FDR stayed in for, for four terms, he passed away in his fourth. But but I, I see the um, merit in, in term limits. I, I really do.
2: You know, but you make me think about some. Number one, we have basically inherent uh Uh, self-imposed term limits. I mean, there's a lot of turnover. Two thirds of the Congress, I think has been there, as you said, what, less than eight years, something like that. But that means because if you, if we don't have our elected members in there, we've got the swamp running things. We have unelected bureaucrats who are basically running. We have millions of them. We've got 535 of you guys to represent all of us.
4: You're absolutely right. There's a case to be made on both sides for term limits, and then for, no, we don't want the bureaucrats who are in there for 20 years, 30 years, unelected bureaucrats being the fourth branch of government. That's right.
2: Yeah. No, because quite frankly, you know, I trust my congressman. I trust you. Um, But I don't, uh, you know, these bureaucrats I'd never heard of, I have no control over. And they don't, are they answering to Congress sufficiently? So Garland was up there on Capitol Hill. You saw the uh, back and forth. I found him evasive and weird. And I don't know. I mean, it was fun to watch, but I don't know what was accomplished.
4: Well, yeah, the only thing I think was accomplished is that he is not a strong uh, attorney general and that he can't answer too many questions uh, because he knows there's a lot of fuzzy area related to the Supreme Court protection that took Supreme Court justices protection um, related to the whole Hunter Biden, uh, you know, episodes um re- related to related to covid related to the fbi i mean here you got fbi agents raiding a a a family a man because he was outside of a of a um a, 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 he was outside of a, a, a An abortion, abortion, clinic. abortion clinic sorry it's a, push, uh, it's a praying, pushing a match praying yeah. yeah uh and so his ho- his home gets raided i mean things such as that show a clear bias to the american people Right, they, they they don't feel there's, there's an a, a, equitable uh, measures of justice seeking, and and Garland uh, exudes that. I mean, Garland is uh, uh, shows that he uh, he does weigh in harder when it's um, those who are more more to uh, uh, his to the left, more to Democrats.
2: Well, how about the sophisticating law enforcement and crime fighting technique techniques? Uh, they do better during the day because there's sun than at night because it's dark. Remember, I mean, in in trying to apprehend uh, those who have been going after, uh, say, abortion clinics, they say they have an easier time because they show up uh, during daylight hours. It's just, it was preposterous. What about Ray? Christopher Ray, he he didn't testify this week. He's the FBI director and uh, oh wait wait a second that Pennsylvania thing that's your that's your area yeah. where, where where is the ninth, by the way in Pennsylvania
4: Eastern Central I live right outside of Wilkesbury but we we extend down into Hamburg through Pottsville um so I have a territory a district that's larger than the uh, state of Connecticut <laughs> but 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 a lot redder <laughs> yeah. which works for me
2: it's wild <laughs> you know there are like 10 states that are bigger than uh uh, I'm sorry, 10, something like 50 counties that are bigger than Delaware. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I know, right? And that guy became, you know, just, it's just, uh, it, it, it pains yeah. me to think about it. All right. What is your, how does it feel to be in the majority? It, it had a kind of stink in the minority. Now you guys are kind of running the show.
4: It feels good because we have the gavel. We're in committee. We're working on uh, legislation that advances our country. Uh, that strengthens our economy. That strengthens our national security. That will bring us further towards uh, energy independence. We actually talk about border security. Now we're 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 passing bills in in that uh, vein. Uh, whether or not they they get through the Senate, get signed by Biden, are two different. Are you know is uh, is is an uncertainty. But at least we're. And I'm look. I was in business for nearly 25 years. I like results. Right. Everything, if not, not getting those results, is somewhat of a waste of time. But when we're making it so clear in some of our bills that that the type of enforcement on our border, for instance, needs to be needs to follow the laws that exist. It makes that a little difficult for uh, uh, my, my colleagues on the left to vote against it. Uh, but you have but you have Joe Biden stating that, you know, in, in some cases that he is going to be voting against some of these measures. We just passed a series of 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 committee bills uh, in my financial services committee that were real corrections related to trade and exchange rates and uh, type of practices being made by China. Mm. And they're corrections. They're not. It's not even taking taking it hard on China. It's just making them live up to the same requirements that we live up to and Europe lives up to.
2: From uh, that standpoint. Congressman Major, do you have a little bit more time? I do. Can you stick around a little bit longer, guys? All right. Uh we got that and uh more? Give me a moment. Happy Friday, everybody.
1: In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast
2: Network. All right, welcome back. Uh Congressman Dan. Muser, Republican of Pennsylvania. Um, hey, totally off topic. <laughs> did you watch the Netflix documentary on what's his name? Uh, Murtoff. Did you have you seen that? You
4: know, it's funny. My, my wife, um, was watching it. <clears throat> and yes, yeah, so the other night I did see a fair amount of it and what a wacky life, uh, and you know, craze, sort of psychotic life they, they live.
2: I thought. I didn't watch any of it. I was like, why is this on television? Why are they covering the trial so much? And then he's guilty and whatever. And then I watched it last night and now I'm totally obsessed. <laughs> yeah. It's all I can think about. And um, all right. So putting that away, I do have to watch the rest of it. Can I ask you this? Where do congressmen live? Where do you guys live? Uh, I I I I heard like Chuck Schumer has six roommates. I, I don't, and then somebody else has a palace in Maryland. I, what are the living arrangements?
4: Yeah. Well, if somebody did have a large house in Maryland, it's because they came into Congress with some money that they had a, a business background or whatever it might be, where they where they made some money. Many members, more than probably even admit it, li- actually live in their offices. I mean, you 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 know, one hundred seventy four thousand dollars is the is your uh, annual salary, and when you have to keep a, a place, raise a family, mo- most members in your district, and you need a place in Washington that's not inexpensive, many just stay in their offices where they got a cot, they pull out and everything else. Now, some I have an apartment in the uh, right in the Navy Yard. I can I can walk to, to the Capitol. I can walk to work. It's a little bit more of a quarter quarter of a mile away, and I, I have a number of members. In fact, AOC lived in my uh, my, my apartment building for uh, for a short time, as do uh, a, a few others. But you know, it was a little bit of a difference. I came in after twenty five years in business, helping build a small business into a large business, and even the twenty four hundred bucks a month was not easy on me. I don't know, AOC, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? Not the same. Not the same background, and she's she's much younger than I. But but hey, it's not for me to say what where she how she's spends her money if uh if it is in fact her own
2: well you know i just think uh boy that sounds terrible sleeping <laughs> in the office i remember dan donovan staten island he did that and it was on the front page of the paper people didn't like it yeah. you know what i mean they don't want their congressman living in the office so i'm glad you have decent accommodations yeah. um, now let me ask you by the way oh uh speaking of uh aoc i don't know why i thought about this oh um <laughs> a year I don't know if you know this, but Joe Biden has publicly for years complained about how little members of Congress were paid. He didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And he said, we deserve more money for the magnitude of our responsibilities. And then I thought about it. Wow. okay. And then he he said, we should have outside income until we're paid for the magnitude of our responsibilities. A member of Congress has pretty big responsibilities. These are trillion dollar budgets you're voting on. And it made me think, you know what? He thinks he's he's entitled to millions of dollars. That's, that's what I think is going on in his head. Mm -hmm. Number one, just give me your assessment. If you don't mind of, uh, of Joe Biden. And strangely enough, he doesn't like to mix with members of Congress, which I thought was his job.
4: Yeah, I know the, the, the great uniter. Um, You know, I met Joe Biden once when he was vice president. I mentioned a little bit earlier and I found him to be quite gregarious and um, a a good guy to talk to. And, and it was, and it was enjoyable. This Joe Biden, I went to his inauguration. He talked about being a uniter. This Joe Biden is—I um, think he's completely wrong on, on his policy approach. I think he puts ideology over outcomes. I think what he's done at the border, what what, what he's done with spending, um, and, and and then you know even at the most recent State of the Union to stand up there and talk about Inflation Reduction Act and things of that nature, like like they they, they worked uh, that he's um, uh, uh, reducing inflation. He's the he's the complete cause of it, that he's brought down gasoline prices. I mean, you know, I mean, th- that's a sort of gaslighting lighting uh, that takes mm. place. I mean, gas was two dollars and thirty seven cents when he got into office. Now in Pennsylvania, anyway, I'm sure it's higher here. It's a dollar fifty higher than that. And he's up there talking because it was like, he brought it up to four dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, I don't have. Unfortunately, I have respect for the office. I don't have any real respect for Joe Biden. I think they say things that aren't true on a regular basis. I think his policies. Are weakening the United States of America, and um, and then you know you can get into all of the Hunter Biden uh, issues and uh, you know the big guy, and I you know that that's just awful that they his his brother his brother's a multimillionaire during during Joe Biden's tenure he, he took his son on Air Force Two to China for a uh, where his son engaged in a business deal whether he knew it or not which is hard to believe that he didn't even in that case we know he knew of his son's Business associates. He's he's on the golf course taking pictures with him for God's sakes.
2: It's amazing, and yet they seem to be protected by the government, by the FBI, by big tech, by big media. Although, from your perspective, from your vantage point, you're, you're really in the thick of it. Do you think the tide is turning? Do you think because these people are savvy enough to know all the things you just summarized? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's dirty, if, mm-hmm. if or at least. there's a cloud of smoke around him a cloud of like pig pen it should be looked into is there a is there an awareness do people actually talk out loud about that i'm talking about democrats i'm talking about non-political types they must know the truth about this guy
4: well they must know the truth but they must know the truth about a number of things and they're really just trying to gloss over it now that's not that's not uncommon I, i i imagine in government you know i've been in for two terms now i'm in my third term four years um you know if they can't if they Promise to get something done. There's a lot of under. There's a lot of over promising and under delivering in business. You do it the other way around. You under promise and you over deliver. And in government, if you don't accomplish something, you just blame somebody else. That seems to be the way. And of course, in business, you, the only person to blame is yourself. So you know, there's different types of mentalities. I will tell you this. I'm very, very impressed with all that being said with the members. The, my, my Republican colleagues and many of my Democrat colleagues. I will say that now there are certainly outliers and there are some that aren't there for the right reasons, but th- these are people that are there. I think they're patriots. I think they've, they've accomplished a lot. I, th- I don't think they got to Congress by, by luck or chance, or it was easy. Uh, most of them took a cut in pay uh, to get there. And so I'm, I'm actually um, quite impressed, you know, and I came in as a, as a, as a real cynic, uh, but there are some, and I and I just look at Joe Biden. Where, maybe where he was, where his where his heart used to be. You know, today it's um, you know, it's about it's about a lot of um, you know, saying one thing and doing another. Uh, and um, and in in the meantime, our our, our country is getting weaker, and at a very pivotal point in in, in 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 our history.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear you say that they are they're smart and better than I've. It's a relief, actually, because you're up there and you were cynical before you got there. I'm cynical now, but I'm not there. Uh, all right. So who's a Democrat that we're that we're wrong about? Who, or who's a Democrat that you like, that you genuinely respect?
4: Well, here in New York, uh, Greg Meeks, Gregory Meeks, congressman yep. from uh, Queens. Absolutely. Good man. Um, uh, very, very fair. Got a great laugh. He was my foreign affairs chairman. Uh, I did it. Did a, a couple of trips with him. I. I. I respect them very much.
2: All right. Great. Meeks. what do you think? I think he's a big Trump hater, but, uh, but they look, we understand they don't like our guy. We don't like their guy. Right.
4: Yeah. I mean, they get, they get, they certain believe certain things there and that, and it just stays with them. Uh, Perhaps I, I think I'm basing my commentary on Biden on, on facts and what, what I, what I see happening today. Uh, but yeah, the whole Trump thing is a whole different disorder that that took place.
2: Uh, by the way, uh, Senator Fetterman, your state, um, we don't know the prognosis. Are you do they keep you in the loop? Is there a responsibility for the senators uh, to tell the House members, especially in the same state, what's going on? What is going on with uh, John Fetterman right now?
4: Well, he's hospitalized. Uh, he's been incapacitated largely since the first stroke he had during the campaign. Obviously, the media and voters didn't seem to pay that much regard. Uh, they, they kept him quite hidden until that, that debate that uh, not many people actually ended up seeing. And it was done so late that there were already 500,000 at least mail-in ballots submitted uh, for him. So he uh, he beat Dr. Oz uh, and um Look, and if Dr. Oz was there, he wasn't my choice in the primary. Who did you like? Far from it. Uh, Dave McCormick, uh, quite a bit. I, I think he's an incredible person. He's from Pennsylvania, grew up in Bloomsburg, and hopefully he runs again for U.S. Senate. Uh, he's, he lives here in New York. He built his career here, but he went to West Point, served his country. Uh, all, the, all the positive things uh, about what make, a, make up a, uh, an outstanding American, which he is. But all that being said... You know, fed him and they wanted him for the vote. And now they don't even have that, right? Because he's hospitalized and he's not there to, to to vote with the Democrats.
2: That's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. And all right. And the late voting. All right. So is voting fair in Pennsylvania? I am deathly afraid of yeah. this early voting. Yeah. I don't think a Republican can ever win again on a national uh, scale unless the swamp approves of them. Yeah. I mean, you can do anything you want with those ballots. You can there, there's They'll. they'll always have more ballots. Yeah. We we need voter
4: ID. Voter ID will solve everything. And we just need to follow the law. And the law says that the state legislator sets the time, place, and manner for elections. If we would just follow that the state legislator must vote for the rule changes, then you know what? You can't say anything because that's the legislator you voted for. That's what the Constitution says. That's how it should work. In Pennsylvania, in uh, 2020, we had, and this is not subjective, this is not an opinion, this is what happened. Our state um, secretary of state, along with the governor, decided to change election rules weeks before the election. Some counties did things one way. Some counties said signatures didn't need to match. The the, the state uh, secretary of state said signatures didn't need to match on mail-in ballots. She had no right to do that. They put ballot boxes any place they wanted. Some counties had several, some had none. It was a – they made it up as you go along, and um, of, of course, people were disenfranchised because of that. Now, now we have a lot more uh, of a light on that. We have a, a, a lot more sunlight on this issue, and rather than engaging in, in lawyers after the fact, we, we have to engage in, in, in voter security. But right back to how, what I started, if we had any form of voter ID – Anything, even a utility bill, for crying out loud. Okay, I'd rather have some sort of photo ID or general, you know, uh, official ID, but any sort of ID. And you know what the crazy thing is? Eighty-two percent of America agrees with that. Mm. Most people think you do have to have an ID to vote, but nope, not in Pennsylvania, not not in um
2: about eighteen other states. That's all. Wow. Yeah, and <clears throat> you remind me, Pennsylvania. You're right. I mean there's a there are two ways to vote under the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania's Constitution in person or absentee with excuse and they changed all that they for did. 2020 yeah and they didn't change the constitution it's like it's like that simple it's like open and shut yeah You're those right. those results are in my book illegitimate I know it made its all the way all the way to the Supreme Court but um they, they, didn't, didn't, they didn't they didn't they didn't pick it up they didn't pick it they up didn't. it was in the docket just sat there and then after January 6th, they said it's moot
4: Clarence Thomas said it was inexplicable why the Supreme Court would, would not have um, addressed that that issue and, and taken that issue up. And I agree with him because it's not in the – where it says the state legislator has the time, place, and manner for elections. That's in the U.S. Constitution. So they, they, they should have taken it up.
2: That would have been wild. Everything would have been different. But then again <clears> – <throat> Uh AOC would have had a, a meltdown and uh I, I really do think <laughs> another a, meltdown. Another meltdown. That's <laughs> what she does. She's weaponized her outrage. Well, Congressman Dan Muser, <laughs> appreciate it so much. Uh hey, one other thing. How do you keep in shape? You are a runner, right? You run. How often do you run? Well, You're I'm, like very trim, by the way. Well, You're a very I, trim guy. Well, I
4: ran the streets of New York this morning, enjoyed it be, before I went on Maria Botaromo, So I was running these streets at 530 this morning. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah that, was are great. You, are you crazy? You got a death wish? <laughs> well, you, did you bring a gun? Do you have security? I, I thought about it, but that was okay.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, be careful out there. Congressman, we appreciate it so much. Uh, for more information, uh, you can go to – well, your website's very convoluted here. What's the best way we could find the congressman, please? Uh, you got your assistant standing by. <laughs> yeah. What's your name again? Matt. Matt. Matt, how are you? Good. Matt, how do we how do we engage the congressman on social media and whatnot?
7: We're at at Rep Muser, M-E-U-S-E-R on Instagram and Twitter. Congressman Dan Muser
2: on Facebook. And you can check out our website at muser.house.gov. We love it. And, and go ahead.
4: I was just going to say, and thanks to people like Matt Pericone, I mean, his service, his patriotism. Uh, it's one of the reasons that we run our office in Washington as well as we do. And, and we have the best the best district district constituent services. So, yeah, got
2: good people. How can't about can't that. do it without it, right? Hey, you know, uh, you know what LBJ's first job in Washington, D.C. was? He was one of you guys. Yeah. He was an assistant, just like you. He became president someday. <laughs> and Anyway, well, thank you. Uh, the next both. LBJ sitting here. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> you got to uh, thank you, gentlemen. We'll be right back.
1: Uh... <laughs> Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Hello. Diego, thank you very much. And uh, we thank the congressman and his uh, staffer, Matt. Great people, great people. Hey, I want to do the whole O.J. Simpson thing. What did O.J. Simpson have to say about uh, Murdoch? Because after all you got to admit, when it comes to murder, O.J. Simpson knows what he's talking about. When it comes to trials of the century, O.J. Simpson is the man. Cut 10, please. Cut 10.
5: That seemed to be the case here with Murdoch. The one thing that the jury must have seen is that the guy's a liar, and once the guy's a liar, you can't believe anything he says. Now, I thought, and as I said, I didn't watch the whole case, so I I, I don't know. I'm not... Qualified to render a judgment one way or the other because I didn't watch it all, but I know the guy's a liar. It's hard for me to think that he could have uh, been on the stands five, six, seven days and without lying. And I guess that's the way the jury saw it. In any event, it's done. It's over now. <laughs> Down goes Murdoch.
2: Wow, it's pretty wild that he's just out there free, can comment on things on on his phone. Okay, here's the crazy thing. I don't think O.J. Simpson killed his wife, and I don't think he killed Ron Goldman. Um, I don't. I just don't think he did it. And I'll tell you why. It was a couple of years after the um, they were murdered, and he did this special for some TV show. I don't know what it was. It wasn't like NBC. It was like some cable. And he, he takes this news crew on a tour of Rockingham and he shows them Kato Kalin's bedroom and the little alleyway behind it. And he's standing there in the side and he's, and he's just like going on and on and on about it. And I could not have been there if this happened and I was not there. And he was so impact, he was so passionate about his innocence. Uh, I thought, well, I don't know. I mean, unless he's, t- I know this sounds crazy now. I may change my mind, but. And the other thing is, look, he may have watched somebody do it. He may have had somebody do it. Um, but I don't think he did it. Uh, yeah. And you know what else? Alan Dershowitz, of all people, and he doesn't come out and say, he just says that the police mishandled the case and there was a detergent that was present in the DNA that shouldn't have been there and it shows evidence of uh, police mishandling. So, oh shoot! There's the music, right? All right, all right. Hey, forget I said that. I, I mean, I'm ambivalent about it. I don't know. O.J. Simpson. It's. I didn't watch the entire trial. That glove didn't fit, though, did it? Well, it kind of did. Be right back.
1: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple
2: Podcast Network. Oh, you know what I should have asked the congressman about? I forgot uh, Hershey. Hershey, the chocolate bar company, they're in Pennsylvania, right? Hershey's. Yeah, I went to the theme park there, the the amusement park. It was pretty cool. And then you can get a tour of the uh, candy factory and see all that stuff being made. Is there anything uh, transgender about Hershey candy bar or Hershey's Kisses? Anything? Anything remotely sexual about a uh, a candy bar named Hershey that's been around for like two thousand years? How long has Hershey been around? 150 years, something like that? Uh, it's a long time candy bar. There's no sexual edge to it. There's no heterosexual edge. There's no gay edge. There's no transgender edge. There's no bisexual edge. There's no, uh, any edge whatsoever. Until today, okay? Hershey's has come out with this ludicrously stupid, over the top, woke, uh, candy p- commercial, Hershey bar promoting. But more promoting transgenderism. Now, they pawn this off on Hershey's Canada, a subsidiary of Hershey's Pennsylvania. But it's the same company. Listen to this nonsense. They actually put this on television. Cut 31.
0: My name is Faye Johnstone. I'm the executive director of Wisdom to Action. The world where
4: everyone is able to live in public space as their honest and authentic selves. See the woman changing how we see the future at Hershey's Canada.
2: Hershey's, and she's walking around, whatever this person is, with a candy bar. Hershey. Hershey has nothing to do with it. What does uh, Pearls of Wisdom, whatever her uh, thing is, what does it stand for again? Let me just, uh, one more time there, one more time. Remember, she's holding up a stupid Hershey bar that's in the transgender colors, which are um, uh, pink, white, blue, and, uh, you know, those kinds of colors. Keep going. Uh, Let me hear that.
3: My name is Faye Johnstone. I'm
0: the
4: executive director of Wisdom to Action. The world where everyone is able to live
3: in public space as their honest and authentic selves. See the woman changing how we...
2: The nonprofit of which this individual is the executive director wants everybody to be in public space as their honest and, and authentic selves. Knock yourself out. All right? No problem. All right? That's fine. You think that we're actually at issue... You can be a transgender walking down the street. Absolutely. Be in public. Do it. Whatever. 18 and up. It's when, uh, I'm going to say it. You people try to get around our kids. That's the problem. You transgenders or you drag queens, whatever the hell. All right. And there's of the community. You're a very small part. All right. There are people who are genuinely have gender dysphoria and have genuinely, um, received this uh, counseling, and this is genuinely the move for them. And you people in that small, 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 small subsidiary, right, who want to thrust this on kids, and you know what? Transgenders popping up in a Hershey bar commercial? I think the target audience might be, uh, let me think, kids. When's the last time you saw an adult eating a Hershey bar? Other than me, when is the last time you've seen an adult eating a Hershey? I, I eat candy a lot. I eat a lot of candy, Chuckles, Mike and Ike's, Hershey bars, Snickers bars, all that stuff. Possibly because I used to drink, you know. I don't drink anymore. Uh, I, I still got a thing for sugar. And some somebody told me once that the drinking was actually part of it was my craving for sugar. Hey, by the way, drinking and the Murdoff. the Murdoff trial, So in the documentary, I noticed it. I'm watching them and it's all about the Murdoch family and the boating and how they spent their time and everything. But they drink all the time. Every single, every single picture, every single video, the mother, the father, the sons, the friends, the girlfriends, they're all drinking all the time. And not just like having a, an aperitif, a little uh, thing pre dinner. I mean, funnels. I mean, you know, making a hole in the side of the beer can and chugging it, you know, and like all that stuff, all that stupid Keg stuff from college, beer. I mean, just give me a break. I never understood it, by the way. Um, I mean, well, I did drink a lot, but I never understood that stuff. The funnel. Why <laughs> you have to have a funnel? What's the rush? <laughs> what's the, what's the what's that all about? Now, that brings me back to uh, let's see here. Oh, here's Murdoff. I don't think I played this yet. Here he is saying that he's innocent, and he said it today. Alex Murdoff, cut thirty-four, please
3: i tell you again, I respect this court, but I'm innocent. I would never, under any circumstances, hurt my wife, Maggie, and I would never, under any circumstances, hurt my son,
5: Paul.
2: Hmm. Under any circumstances. Why do they have to throw that in? It's pretty, pretty precise language. I mean, I know it's broad, but it's kind of precise. Under any circumstances. I would never hurt them. I would never, under any circumstances, hurt them. (laughs) Any circumstances. Here's the judge uh, saying you're guilty as hell. Cut 37.
5: All right, Mr. Murdoch, I sentence you to the State Department of Corrections on each of the murder indictments. In the murder of your wife, Maggie Murdoch, I sentence you for a term of the rest of your natural life for the murder of Paul Murdoch, whom you probably love so much, I sentence you to prison for murdering him for the rest of your natural life. Those sentences will run consecutive. Under the statute involving possession of a weapon during a violent crime, there is no sentence where life, a life sentence is imposed on other indictments. That is the sentence of the court, and you are remanded to the State Department of Corrections.
2: I think the judge is overdoing it a little bit, right? He knows the cameras on him. I mean, how can you be natural if you're on live television on every channel in the world, right? That's got to be, that's got to, he's taking longer, and he's going into a bit more flair, I think, because the cameras are on. Who knows? Uh oh! Wait, did he challenge Murtoff? Did he ask him a question? A t- uh, some sort of riddle? Cut thirty-eight, please. Cut thirty-eight.
5: Oh, what tangle web we weave! What did you mean by that? It meant
3: when I lied, I continued to lie.
5: <coughs> and the question is, when will it end? When will it end?
2: Hmm. I don't know if that happens in regular court cases. You know, I don't know. Does the judge really offer those kinds of uh, musings? Maybe they do. I don't know. I was only in a trial once in the audience watching it. It was in the 80s. It was incredibly boring. It was just boring. This one, we'll say this, they were walking around like it was a real case. Uh, Can I do cut 39? This is the judge again laying it on really thick. Cut 39.
5: And I know you have to. See Paul and Maggie during the night time when you're attempting to go to sleep. I'm sure they come and visit you. I'm sure. All day and every night. I'm sure. And they will continue to do so. And and reflect on the last time they looked you in the eyes.
2: Hmm. Huh. Huh. So he says, I'm going to think about all day and every night. All day and every night. He's going to think about them all day and every night. All day and every night. I think that right there is a guilty conscience. If you lost, if you lost them, I don't know. It's a little bit suspicious. Well, a lot suspicious. He's been convicted and he's in jail forever. Uh, although they are, uh, they are appealing. Um, does Mike realize he's not in a stadium right now as he's talking to everybody? All right. He's in, he's in, in, indoors in an office environment. Got a guy out there yelling his head off. I can just, what, what, why, why he's not. All right. There's a microphone. He does not need to do that. Uh, Sig. Is that your name in Astoria? Sig. Hello? Yes. Correct, that's me. How do you do? I'm doing well, thank you.
6: Okay, uh, I want to touch on uh, on a couple of points. One on Biden, one on the Great Pretender.
2: Well, let's do it one at a time. All right, what's one one point at a time? And I should I got to mention the new number eight three three nine six nine four 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 seven eight three three nine six nine four 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 seven. We got this one going because Verizon can't get their act together. And we still have a scratchy uh, uh, phone line like it's 1910 and we're trying to call the Titanic. It's the most ludicrous sound I've ever heard in my life. And Verizon, in this day and age, can't fix the damn phone. It's unbelievable. How much money do we – and we give a lot of money to Verizon. All right. I'm sorry. 833-969-4447. That's the one number around here that seems to work. Uh, Sig – Continue. And what's up with the name Sig? What kind of name is that? Siegfried. Short,
6: oh. short for Siegfried. All right, very good. Like, you know, like Siegfried and Roy? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, which one got killed by the tiger? One of them got killed. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. One of them was maimed, and the other one died of natural causes. All right, I'm sorry, Siegfried. Keep going. What's up?
6: Okay, here's the thing. Biden, okay, we elected one of the greatest liars, yeah. okay, one of the greatest fabricators in history as president of the United States, and he still continues to lie. And people believe him because all they listen is to is to the local media. So local media. Them. Local Go media. On. You think
2: local media? What local media? Local media. The local media is woke. You think local media is woke?
6: Oh, absolutely. It's much more than that. But, name names. You know. Name
2: names. I'm curious. Who do you think? We're in New York City. Who's who? Tell me about the woke media.
6: CBS, NBC, uh, um, I don't know about 11, because I haven't really seen much on, on, on WPIX. But on the, on the other channels, uh, um, let me see what else. All right, channel all right, so four. they're woke.
7: I got it. What else?
6: Okay, you, you got it, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, on the great pretender, okay? The great pretender, George, uh, George Santos. I call him the great pretender. Oh, give him a break.
2: Give him a break. No no
6: uh, let me finish. I'm coming to that. All right. I'm coming to that. Okay. Uh, he lied just he lied and exaggerated just like Biden. But Biden was elected president. Now, George Santos, hey listen, I I want the guy to stay where he is. Okay, that's what starters. Now the other thing is this. If, if if Biden can lie, and so can George Santos. Now let's get to George Santos. A break. Let's give him a chance and see what he can do. You have right away people.
2: I know. Him- I know. All right. Yep. That's what That's what seems to be happening, although they just announced an ethics investigation of him. Siegfried, I uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. What else do I want to do here? I think I need to go to a break. I'll be right back. Uh, Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative
1: on the Red Apple Podcast Network
2: they will never ever ever give up trying to get trump it's uh he's kind of like Superman though he really is the bullets just keep kind of <laughs> just they hit the chest they fall down or like in the matrix remember all the bullets just stopped and fell down the latest thing is he can be sued by police over january 6 cut 25 please cut 25.
0: The Justice Department says in a brand new court filing, such immunity should not shield Donald Trump from multiple civil suits that have been brought by police officers and members of Congress.
2: So um, that means that the DOJ, yes, somehow ruled that the immunity that the president had when he was president doesn't exist now. And he can be sued for his actions that led to the officer's injuries on January 6th. First of all, Nobody was really injured on January 6th. The only person has an injury worth mentioning. Well, it's more than an injury. She lost her life. Ashley Babbitt. All right. There's that. As far as this other stuff, uh, this is a, well, it's a deep left Democrat party hit job, Uh, takeout operation, get Trump at all costs. That was January 6th. As I call it, January fixed. And this is a big, big clue. Uh, Some one of the Capitol Hill cops that I had never seen before, uh, never seen this guy. He wasn't one of the crybaby cops. He was one of the, uh, well, just somebody they took out and said, OK, you're going to file this thing. You're going to seek damages against Trump. And here are your talking points. And then they send him out on the news and uh, he's armed with his talking points except one. <laughs> you can tell this guy's all talking pointed up, but they couldn't cover all their bases Listen to what happens. Cut 26. This is a Capitol Hill cop talking about how he's going to, how it's all Trump's fault, all of his woes, and now he's going to sue Trump. Cut 26. I'm
4: 39 years old. I've never been called a to my face in 39 years. Might have been called a, but I've never been called one to my face. That streak ended on January 6th. The President of the United States, this is the the most powerful human being on the planet. If the most powerful human being on the planet can is not held accountable, can do whatever they want to do, what does that say about our democracy as a whole?
0: Do you think the U.S. Capitol is secure right now?
4: I don't think I'm qualified to answer that question.
2: Wow, can't handle that. That's the actually the one thing he's, that is the one thing he's qualified to talk about security. That's the one thing he actually is able and has a background in to talk about. Here he is uh, waxing about uh, powerful people and accountability. By the way, he's like, he's the most powerful person in the world. There must be accountability. I mean, if anything, we've learned about the presidency. It's not the most powerful thing in the world. It's not. All right. There are a million rules, a million regulations, a million ways to get into trouble. At least the way the swamp operates. (laughs) That was something else. He's really, really strong there about accountability, about getting Trump. And then uh what's security like on Capitol Hill? <laughs> That's absurd. That is absurd. Just like this one. This is Caroline Edwards, Capitol Hill police officer, talking about what a hero she is. Um Why did she get to speak at those January 6 hearings? Because she has blonde hair and she was above average attractive. Cut 27.
0: I had been called names before, but never had my patriotism or duty been called into question. I, who got up every day, no matter how early the hour or how late I got in the night before, to put on my uniform and to protect America's symbol of democracy. I, who spent countless hours in the baking sun and freezing snow to make sure that America's elected officials were able to do their job. I, whose literal blood, sweat, and tears were shed that day, defending the building that I spent countless holidays and weekends working in.
2: Holidays and weekends. Yeah, holidays and weekends. All right. So she had a job baking, freezing, all that stuff. And somehow a riot, a riot was beneath all of these cops. They just felt that they were too good to respond to a riot. Uh, That's the kind of thing I think you learn about uh, the second week, maybe even the second day, When you're at the police academy, all right, that's the kind of thing that we have police to deal with riots and uh, they could be fired up about a lot of different things. Although this riot is different because I think the cops actually started it. I do. I do. I think the Capitol Police actually started it. I actually have evidence that they did throwing a flashbang grenade into a bunch of people who were just standing there ready to go home. They agitated the situation, left the doors open for some reason. You know, I support law enforcement, but not these cops, not these cops who willingly allow themselves to be politicized. just very, very, and oh, they're getting richly rewarded now. She, uh, Officer Caroline Edwards, was just awarded like the highest award from the University of Georgia that they can give. She's a graduate of the University of Georgia. She has a degree in, guess what, public relations, Michael Fanone. He's uh, $500,000 richer after three hours raising money on GoFundMe. Uh, Let's see, where was that one? Give me 28, please. What happened afterwards is much less vivid. I had been beaten unconscious and remained so for more than four minutes. I know that Jimmy helped to evacuate me from the building and drove me to MedStar Washington
4: Hospital Center despite suffering significant injuries himself.
2: At the hospital, doctors told me that I had suffered a heart attack, and I was later diagnosed with a concussion, a traumatic brain injury, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Well, the thing is, um, nine days after January 6th, a week and two days later, Malkofenon Fanon was out giving interviews, looking completely and totally healthy. Same goes for Hodges and the rest of them. Uh, miraculous, miraculous, rapid comebacks. And they were giving uh, media interviews and bad-mouthing Trump supporters. Almost like it was all prearranged, all going according to plan. Hey, I will be – all all this is in my book, by the way. It's called Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. still available wherever books are sold. And if you get one and go to the – uh queen's republican club this weekend i'm going to be there uh sunday i think at about one o'clock should be great i'm signing books i'm talking for a bit it's in whitestone uh information is on my twitter at Greg kelly usa and um yeah i'm looking forward to that thank you thank you for supporting the show thank you for buying the book and i'll see you tonight on newsmax many thanks and hopefully hopefully i'll see some of you guys Uh, This weekend in Queens. Let me just see if I got the info here. Yeah, Whitestone. Uh, What else did I know? Uh, Queens Republican Club. Look it up. I'll see you there. Thank you.